This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Excited to be with you this morning. We're in Psalm 47. These are, uh, there's a group of Psalms right here that, that are more speak to words of faith to God. They, they are encouraging. They're encouraging in so many ways, but they're encouraging mainly because the words here, the words here are words of of speaking to God in faith and praising God and remembering his qualities and his greatness. As I was raising my daughters, they'll probably tell you the one thing from a very early age that I, I just did not, uh, I did not allow and was not, was not really, I guess it was my pet peeve is the thing I'd want them to uh, learn how to do growing up. And, and that was whining. I, 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 I just really <clears throat> don't react well to whining and and I don't know why that is I just growing up I was the oldest and also I had I had I had had a lot uh, going on in my life and a lot of issue a lot of things as far as sports and and academics and things like that my like most kids but anyway I, I just realized that when you face difficulties and trouble or you face struggles, when those things happen, the worst thing you can do is just lay there and whine about it. That never really brings about a resolution. And oftentimes in some of the Psalms, they are laments, which means they kind of waller around a little bit and then they recognize who God is and then they're encouraged and then they speak words of faith. I just rather just speak words of faith starting out. And, and sure, the situation is bad, sure, situations unwanted sure the situation is something that you just don't want to be a part of and it's terrible and it's horrible and all that kind of stuff but god and that's important but god is in charge the lamenting and the whining really doesn't bring about any resolution wallowing in 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 shame wallowing in doubt wallowing in fear wallowing in anxiousness all those things really doesn't ever bring about relief wallowing in anger doesn't bring about god's relief man's anger does not bring about god's righteousness that's important that's important verse to remember that's important if you like to waller in your anger or stoke your anger and just sit over it like a fire and and let it just burn within you the truth is your anger doesn't bring about god's righteous life for you and so you can waller in it, waller in it if you want to, but wallering in it's not going to ever get you to where you're going to have God's best in the midst of it. And be better off not to waller in it. And I love these psalms because they're not wallering in it. They may mention it, but they're not wallering in it. They're talking about what who God is and what He does. He says in Psalm four, forty-seven. This is the to the chief musicians a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Oh, clap your hands. All you peoples shout to God with a voice of triumph. Now those are there's two there's two worship actions that are taking place here. I don't know if you know it or not, 
but biblically speaking, worship is an activity. It is not an experience. It is not a, um, although you do experience worship, it's primarily presented as an active participation event. It's something that you actively do. And if you're not actively participating in worship, you're missing out on the part, on part of the the part of worship that's going to prepare you to be passionate about what God has, God's got to say to you. It prepares you for the battles of life. And one of the primary ways in to worship God in the Old Testament, one of the primary words that deals with worship is clapping your hands uh, in celebration. Clapping your hands is a celebration of God. And I'm thankful that we're not uh, hamstrung or handstrung in, in our worship services, we have a lot of clapping and a lot of a lot of shouting. And that's the second word used. He said, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with voice of triumph. And we ought to shout to God with a voice of triumph. That That is preparing us um, for what God has to say. Do, do you do that in worship? If you do it in worship, I, I would say you're being participatory in, in your worship. You're actually participating in the, in the activity of, of worship. He says, for the Lord most high is awesome. I love that. We just jump right into Psalm. He ain't worried about what's going on around him. He don't have any look or he's not looking around saying, oh, woe is me. He's saying the people need to clap. He said, we need to shout to God for triumph. And the reason we need to do both those things is because God is awesome. And, uh, I'm just going to agree fully with him. I'm going to agree completely. God is awesome. He is. The truth is, we probably need to, we probably need to, we, we probably need to memorize that. For the Lord Most High is awesome. That's a good verse to memorize. It's even trendy culturally today. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is great king over all the earth. And he's awesome. He's awesome in all kinds of ways. And he is supreme and sovereign. So you ought to participate in worship with claps and shouts of triumph because the Lord Most High is awesome. And because he is sovereign, he is the great, he is a great king over all the earth. He is sovereign over everything. And I focus on that a lot uh, in my preaching because the Bible focuses on it. That's key. And then also because, because it is important. It's an important understanding to have. It is a fundamental foundation. It's one of them big giant blocks you want to put in your foundation. Boom, right there. And and the reason you want to put that block there, that God is sovereign, is because that that alleviates a lot of anxiousness, fear, doubt, trouble, sorrow. It it it, it alleviates a lot of that because any situation you have that you're facing, you can always add to it, comma, but God. You following me? You can do that. You can do that. Why? Because, because he is sovereign over everything. He says he is great. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the people under us. What he's saying is if the nations rise against him, he's placing them under him. If there's a group of people that are trying to uh, subvert his truth and his will, boom, he's placing them under them. They're not going to succeed. Ultimately, it all leads to failure. There has been no tyrant. There has been no evil group of people that have succeeded forever and ever, and there never will be. 
It never will be. They may pile up power for themselves. They may pile up wealth for themselves. They may pile up uh, honor and fame for themselves. And ultimately, it always is destroyed. It always is destroyed. And that's the way it is with everything. He says, and the nations are under our feet. And notice, he now that we have now that we have joined participatorily with God in worship, see, we've moved facing him to being with him and on his side. And the psalmist here says, he will subdue these people under us and the nations under our feet. Why? Because we're on the side of God. We're on the side of God and we're on his side, the things he, we get to benefit from. And he's sovereign. And if we participate, join him where he's at, if we become his cheering section, if we become a part of his army, his team, just like Joshua with the commander of the Lord's host outside of Jericho. And I think Joshua 3, 2 or 3, 4. And Joshua said, whom side are you on? And the commander of the Lord's host, who is Jesus, <coughs> who is a pre-incarnate Jesus, he says, I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on my own side. And that is the definition of the sovereignty of God. He is sovereign to himself. And what he was doing was he was telling Joshua, you need to quit having your side. You need to be on my side because my side is the winning side. And that's true about God all the time. And so when we participatorily join God in worship, when we seek him out, then we join his team and that's the winning team. You always say, well, who's going to win in this? What's going to happen in this God? How's this all ultimately God? It's all going to ultimately work out God. That's how it's going to work because he's always, when he says he will choose our inheritance for us. Notice you think that you've got to build up a reward for it for you. God has already chosen your inheritance. He's already decided. He's already planned your life out. He's planned your victories out. He's planned your wins out. He's planned your inheritance to come for it. And all you got to do is just get in there and enjoy it. Get in there and, and enjoy enjoy the victory that comes from it. Enjoy the, the, the process of doing it and being it and becoming it. He says, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. I'm sorry, I missed part of verse four. The excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. And notice he keeps using this word Jacob. The sons of Korah use this word Jacob in the victory songs that they talk about God. And remember, Jacob is the name for, is the name for Jacob or Israel. His name changed to Israel. That speaks to his humanity. It speaks to his sinfulness, his limitlessness, his limitedness, his inability uh, to do right and do good things. And so it's not in it's not in his name of promise that he's getting to experience the victory. He's getting to experience the victory in his in his in his humanity, in his in his in in the name that's given to him for his failures. And 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 you need to see that God. You say, yeah. When we get when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. No, it will be. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But now, 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 now we get to rejoice. That's the way it is. We get to rejoice now. I get to rejoice in the midst of all the nothing and terribleness of me. I, I can't do things right. Sometimes I can't see straight. Sometimes I I fail. Sometimes my sin wells up within me and, and controls me. And even in the midst of that, I still get an inheritance. I'm still enjoying it now. 
I can shout for shout a, a voice of triumph to God now. I can clap my hands for joy now. If Jesus and the finished work of Jesus Christ was only for after we were dead, that would just not be enough. But it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. That's southern lingo. It is not for those of you up north. It is not. Okay? It 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 is it is it is it is not sufficient just to place your hope for after you die. You need to place your hope in him now. And you need to place your hope in his sovereignty right now. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a tr of triumph, meaning he is ascending to victory. He's going up. He, he's he, and, and we need to sing praise to God. Sing praises. That's what he says here. And there's an exclamation mark right there. That means loud and be excited about it. And he says, sing praises to God. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. That's really how it's written. I'm, I'm not being dramatic. That, that's how it's written. I love it when we go, amen, sweet Jesus. And some people, that's their personality and that's fine. But <clears throat> come on now. We, we're war. We're, we're overcomers. He's made us more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. We've overcome all this death and sin in ourselves and get to trust in God. Shoot, we need to sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. He says, for God is the king of all the earth. <clears throat> I think he already said that. He already said that in verse two. He said, he is a great king over all the earth. Down in verse four, sometimes we get people joke about songs that say the same thing over and over. Well, there's some things that need to be said over and over. One of the things that need to be said over and over is God is the king of all the earth. He is sovereign. 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 Did I mention that God is sovereign? He is sovereign. He sits on the throne and he rules the earth. He rules it. He's in charge. He has power over everything. He is above all things. He is sovereign. Did I mention that God is king over all the earth? Probably needs to be said a couple of times. He said, sing praises with understanding. Meaning, God doesn't want us just to be praising him. Oh, how wonderful God is. God is wonderful. I don't really know how he works. No, he says he wants us to know him. He wants us to know what he's doing. He wants to know us to know his plans. He wants us to know how he works. Are you willing to do that? Are you doing that? Is that who you are? I hope so. I hope so. hope that's you. If it is, then this psalm is going to excite you. Why? Because God is, God's God. He's sovereign over all the earth. He's king over everything. He says, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. I've already got ahead of the psalmist. He's, he, did I mention that God is sovereign? This psalm is about the sovereignty of God. He says, the princes of all the people have gathered together, meaning that God's going to gather together the rulers of the nations. All those people that you think, oh, I can't believe and I, and that, I can't, that's sorry. You know what I'm talking about when you're watching the news sometimes. And then all of a sudden you go, then all of a sudden you go, oh, but yeah. There's going to be some answering done for that. There he is. He says, the people of the God of Abraham. Now we're talking about promise. We went from Jacob, who is whose name when it's mentioned that way is in his sinfulness, but God stepped in in the midst of his sinfulness and made him into Abram is mentioned here as Abraham, the man of faith, the man of faith, the man of faith. He, he heard God and he believed him. He trusted him. He faithed him. 
He believed him and God credited him as righteousness. See, when we see God and see who he is, when we hear God and hear what he's got to say, and we trust him, we get to be a part of his assembly. He credits us righteousness because of it. Not because of our good works, not because of the overwhelmingly wonderful qualities that we possess, but because of the greatness of his son. He honors himself by making us righteous because of his son. He honor, God honors himself by making us righteous because our faith in the finished work of his son. He says, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. And he is greatly exalted. The next one's going, we're going to, we're going to fund tomorrow morning too now. I'm telling you, we're going to have fun tomorrow morning too. I, like I said, I love, I love these two or three Psalms right here. They are, they are, well, they're really, they can get you fired up. They're like the first song of a praise and worship set. You know what I'm talking about? That one that just gets you going. Woo, God is, you know, God's great. And, and that's what we want. That's what we want. Because when our eyes are focused on him, when we clap to him, when we shout to him, when we sing joy to him, our hearts begin to focus on who he is. And when we focus on who he is, he, he now can turn his countenance to us and focus on us and change us and encourage us and make us new before him. And all I can say is, wow, that's, that's what I want to do on Sunday mornings. And that is what I want to do on Sunday mornings when we get together, God's people, God's family. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.